Hello and welcome to Research Records with Clyde. Norman Vincent Peale once said, "How you think about a problem is more important than the problem itself." And it couldn't have been said any better. One of the most crucial skills to master in computer science is problem solving. In today's podcast, let's cover three stages involved in learning and mastering any topic in CP. First, to understand the topic's conceptual roots. Second, to recognize how these concepts can be used to solve problems. And third, solving new problems. Let's look at an example. Say you need to learn graph theory. As previously said, you will need to go through three stages. The first, conceptual groundwork. This will entail studying the origins of graph theory, their geometrical interpretation, and how certain operations apply to them, among other things. Next comes application analysis. You must comprehend how the numerous concepts you learned in the previous level apply when dealing with questions and difficulties in this stage. And finally, problem solving. This is the stage when you must use all of your idea and application expertise to tackle fresh unknown problems and obstacles this is the stage where you will be confronted with a challenge you have never experienced before and you'll need to marshal all of your knowledge and determine the best route to take in order to solve the problem with the least amount of work the third step is the most difficult because you must apply your knowledge to new situations and challenges that you have never encountered before so what is the best way to master the stage how can one become a master of the art of problem solving well here we advocate well here we advocate something that we call the paspa technique paspa stands for pre analysis plus solution plus post analysis so what exactly is this method well before we go any further it's important to note if you truly want to master problem solving you must use this strategy on every cp challenge you encounter you must teach your mind to construct solutions using the framework provided by this technique only by working with and applying this approach on a regular basis will you begin to see its true power its limitless potential now the paspa method is straightforward it states that whenever you are faced with a challenge you should as step 1 do a comprehensive pre analysis first but there are several sub steps to this one of which is to think about comparable scenarios you've encountered in the past aside from looking for established patterns you should also try to rule out specific approaches that you know will either not work or will result in extremely long or inelegant solutions you must think about the problem statement from all angles and give equal weight to all components of the situation you must also consider 3 to 4 steps ahead that is try to intuitively understand what would happen if you took a given course of action This is crucial. Without putting pen and paper, you must feel and predict. You should have decided on your method to solving the problem by the end of the pre-analysis step. In addition, rather than writing, the majority of the effort in this stage should be mental. You will defeat the very goal of the stage if you continue to write and try out different approaches. As previously stated, you must have a sense of how you will approach a solution. It's analogous to going on a hiking excursion. in that you have a variety of options and must choose one before starting of course this does not rule out changing routes in the middle of a journey but it should be done sparingly at least when it comes to problem solving now for step 
come up with a solution. The answer should be as short and to the point as feasible. This is dependent on how thorough your pre-analysis was. The total answers to many problems will not be very extensive or complex. Any such problem will have a solution that is only a few lines long if you have done your pre-analysis correctly. Elegance should be a major consideration in your solution. If your algebraic manipulations and calculations are taking too long, consider whether there is a more elegant method to do it. The function of the pre-analysis stage is to inform you of that elegant way once more. At this point, you should only be putting into action what you have previously chosen in the pre-analysis step. And finally, as step 3, conduct a thorough and informative post-analysis. Many good problem solvers will work through the first two stages but overlook the third, crucial stage. After you have solved a problem correctly, you should always consider whether there was a better way to do it. Is it possible that I could have come up with a more elegant solution? Is it possible that I could have taken a different path for the mental journey? This stage may entail more calculations and manipulations as you try to come up with alternative approaches and substitutes, among other things. A good post-analysis will not only cement the solution in your mind, but it will also substantially assist you in the pre-analysis of subsequent problems. Now, by default, the best problem solvers go through these three steps. Their minds have been conditioned to do so automatically. Force your mind to work according to the structure if you want to be a great problem solver as well. Write down your thoughts, workings, from each of the three stages for each problem you solve. Slowly but steadily, you will improve at this and before long, you will not only be much better at solving problems, but you will also be able to appreciate the mental excursion required. Wishing you the very best on your endeavors. Thank you for stopping by at Recess Records with Clyde.